0: This is Radio Free Brooklyn. And this is Young Persons Radio! Hi! I don't usually wake up this early. Okay. Caller, what is so important? I guess it's a show where you talk to people who are hit by lightning. Hey. Colby. It's Tim Cactus. What's a bitch? This is Mary Coolingham. Colby, Colby, it's Jason Tracker with a very quick phone call. It's me, Jean Cracker George. It's Monica. Yay.
1: Yay! Can I tell you a pigeon story? He's
0: raising baby pigeons in a pasta colander. Pigeon, is that you? There's enough evidence on here to lock her away for a long time. <laughs> oh, I guess this is a maniac show for birds. Stupid. It's Childish and I would never do that to you. Lower East Simon. What like- kind of art were you doing at the karate school? The art of the empty hand. I take care of feral cats. Listen, me a ball. It's in the house. <laughs> Caller, it lift me out of this slump. Caller! I'm not a fan of the show. No. I've never heard of it before. Are you back to number one yet? I'm feeling real cool. Get me named a living landmark. For New York.
1: I gotta shoot on Rob Shapiro real quick. He's a hat. His fans are morons. I'm a big fan of your radio show, but off the air, you're, you're kind of a terrible person.
0: You just sound like a bunch of dorks. I seven, truly three, can't tell if everyone's making fun of us. Is this what this feels this like is, every week? Yep. Come in.
1: Oh my god. Oh my god, that's cold. Here.
0: You have a nasty habit of surviving what they say about the fittest. Welcome to another edition of Young Persons Radio, your Sunday morning comedy talk program. This and every Sunday right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. We will be with you until 11 a.m., at which point Talk Show Sunday will continue on Radio Free Brooklyn with two thumbs undecided. The runaway hit of the Radio Free Brooklyn season, the movie review show hosted by Zach and his buddy who uh, Google hangs out during the show. I love it. Two Thumbs Undecided coming up at 11. Then at noon, the Brooklyn conversation with Rosie. And then at 1 p.m., objection to the rule. Radio Free Brooklyn's answer to the Sunday morning political talk show circuit. Every possible base is covered. Every possible interest you have is covered in mere hours on the Radio Free Brooklyn programming schedule. This and every Sunday. Talk show Sunday. But this is Young Persons Radio, and I'm your host, Colby Smith, a couple things I want to tell you right away. First, you can listen to us anywhere you go with the Radio Free Brooklyn app, which is available wherever you get your apps. It's available for Android on the Google Play Store. It's available for iPhone in the Apple Store. Yeah, you have to go to the Apple Store in Williamsburg, specifically the Apple Store in Williamsburg to get it. Uh, And... That's the way things are. You have to go, you have to wait like three hours for uh, people who are just like cleaning lint out of their headphone sockets. People who are just like bringing in their phones, just being like, I don't understand. <laughs> it's like there's something blocking the headphone jack from going in. And then the person's just like, okay, uh, what, uh, let me just take it into the back with a paper clip. And then they, uh, and they get the lint out. The Apple Genius Bar. We're not going to go down that road. Why? Because the Apple Genius Bar, that's done to death, right? Tim Keck is here. Hey, Colby. (laughs) Yes, I am
1: here. You know, the last time I went to the Apple Genius Bar, my phone wasn't charging. Turns out every cable I owned was dead. I'm talking (laughs) six cables. And the guy immediately is like, I think your cable's broken. And I was like, really? All six of my cables? And then literally he just picks up one of the cables they have on the table Charges immediately. Oh my god. And I was god. like, uh, can I buy a new cable from you?
0: Is there a way to go to like a, a place like that? Uh whether it's the Apple Genius bar or like a computer solutions <laughs> computer solutions place? Yes,
1: computer solutions, obviously.
0: And not be just humiliated by how little you know.
1: My my rage clock. Yeah. Starts ticking the second I walk into that place, <laughs> and I'll, and I've tried just a casual browse. I'm like, you know what? Maybe someday I'm gonna get one of these iPads or sure. one of these things. You go in, so you crowded. like,
0: you go in, you take a picture of yourself on it. And you change all of the uh, background uh, images on all the iPads for display to like that picture of you. I've been doing that a lot lately. <laughs> They don't hate it, I guess. I guess. Well, no, I mean, they they stay up.
1: My dream is for them is for me to walk in again and for them to be like,
0: hey, you're the guy on all of our computers. My my dream is to go to one of these places because that's what I mean. People I see people do that all the time. they are just yeah. like, hey, honey, check this out. And then it's like them on on the background. I, it is my dream to go into one of these places that have like tech for a demo display and see someone I know in the picture. <laughs> like just go I'll let you know next time I go just go in and just be like oh Tim hey it's Tim if we schedule back to make appointments same. it'll work out for sure or maybe it'd be, it'd be better if it was like someone I hadn't seen in years you know whereas like an old high school friend oh I God. lost what about with. like a crush from elementary school got, oh like she yeah she moved to play across the country it's, like, it's just like I, <laughs> yeah
1: and then it turns out hey, she, she was you. here like five minutes before you were <laughs>
0: Hey, I saw you at the Apple store. Well, not you. Uh, it was your picture. Are you in Brooklyn?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm in Brooklyn. Wow, are you still single? You want to catch up? No, no, I have a boyfriend. We're we're getting married.
0: Okay, well, I don't want to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's fine. We got to protect ourselves. Good talk. We got to protect ourselves. got to protect, protect, protect ourselves. Speaking
1: of protect ourselves, I don't know why I... I guess I do always listen to the intro to the, the, the podcast or when I listen to it on the radio. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I tune in a little late. I keep forgetting that Rob Shapiro went on my Facebook page and <laughs> and vandalized it. So this is the thing. <laughs> it's so funny. It's insane. <laughs> this dude fucking stalked me after I was doing a character who like hated Rob uh, Shapiro. I mean, if anything, it, it was it must have been The fact that he took it seriously is crazy because I'm on. I come on to your show and I'm like, Rob Shapiro's trash. His fans are trash. They're fucking insane. He's (laughs) stupid. You're shit if you listen to him. He's shit. And it's like, who cares that much
0: about anything? Much less a guy I'm not even
1: sure exists.
0: What's so funny to me about this? So for people who are, because we, you know, we get people who jump on board this train all the time, constantly. You know, and I'm not going to expect everybody to have. An encyclopedic knowledge of the shows we've done so far. I mean, deep com- catalog. We're going on. This is our third year at doing the show, everybody. So yeah. Glad we'll welcome you into the full. Nearly
1: 2,000 episodes.
0: <laughs> yeah. We do. Sometimes we do several episodes a day. We got to to get those numbers. <laughs> <laughs> but so t- literally two years ago now. It was April 2017 that this happened. It was two years it ago? It was two years ago. No Spread way. to God. Oh my God! April 2017, we do a show in which uh, a couple of our callers, uh, Jason Trachtenberg is one, yeah, and uh, uh, Marta is the other. For some reason, kept calling in. I guess they know Rob Shapiro. He's like around. It was like it was like around in the 90s and like early 2000s, like music comedy scene that they were a part of too. Was he? I I believe so. Oh, uh, but they were just calling in with their favorite Rob Shapiro jokes. Right. Um. And then you, you know, in in good instinct as a comedian, decide, well, I got to go the other way. If there's going to be a third one, there has to be a twist on it.
1: Which, with at the time, Marta, especially, anytime she called in, right? Because we do not we did not know her at all. But when she first started calling in, and so instinctively, I was like, you know what? I bet I can get her to keep so, calling in. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I just antagonized her every time. So you you call in, uh, uh, and you're just like, yeah, Rob Shapiro sucks. And then the show ends, and I. Send him the link to the show. It was like, hey, Wait, but you don't send him to him out of the blue. No, that's true. So he friended me first on yeah. Facebook. He friended me on Facebook, and I said, hey, thanks for the thanks for the friend request. Uh, just so you know, uh, uh, we you know we mentioned you a lot on this on my recent episode of my radio show. Like, here's the link. Um, you know, like best wishes. You know that yeah. kind of thing. He blocks me, then. Writes on your wall, comments on a bunch of your shit about how, like, un- what an unfunny hack you are.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: But then also blocks you immediately after so that you can't see the posts. Right. So other people are, like, screenshotting his stuff and sending them to you. It was, I mean, this guy, we should say, this guy is uh, like 55 years old.
1: Yeah, and I honestly did not know who he was. I was just being antagonistic because that's what the show called for. Right. But this guy, and yeah, so the fact that he comments on, and when I say everything, it's like 12 posts. (laughs) That's so much. And he's like going through pictures, commenting on the pictures. Uh, He's going through old comments, commenting on the comments. Yeah. And I only knew about it because my aunt sent me a text and she's like, who is Rob Shapiro? And why does he hate you so much? (laughs) And I was like, I laughed, and I was like, what are you talking about, the show? I was just pretending. It's uh. obviously a character. And she's like, no, you're Facebook. Oh, God. And so I can't, I couldn't click on him, and he comments on my picture, my profile picture. Here's one. Mm-hmm. Pathetic loser. <laughs> 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 this pick says it all mommy and daddy pay your rent and you whack off all day long and have no goals no no soul and no passion <laughs> no soul and no passion no guts no balls you're a lazy frightened little toddler <laughs> oh no, <my> <laughs> delusional specter bad skin too which honestly hurt i mean i don't have the best skin from hiding from life and laying around all on daddy's money oh uh. Oh, I mean brutal
0: it's just it's we we triggered we crazy. triggered something with rob it's it's to insane. this day he is my uh this is my most requested guest is he really on the on the chat and the forums you know because there's a there's a young person's radio oh. fan forum that I'm not gonna uh publicize I mean you have to know about it to get in. But everyone's like, he should have Rob Shapiro on the show.
1: Oh, here's another one for my, I just, I know the profile picture and then the banner picture. I don't know where the other one, the other ones were on like comments. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he did a deep dive to find me. He but did other,
0: a, he, he really, he spent a lot of time on your profile.
1: Uh, the one for my banner profile, which is just, I think it was actually a screenshot from like the show. It was that rant about pigeons. Yes. And he goes, you don't pay taxes. <laughs> Which is a hilarious old man insult. (laughs) Loves Amazon. Mad that I don't pay my tax, which I do pay my tax. Uh. You can't not pay your tax. Your mommy and daddy. Oh, you don't pay taxes. Your mommy and daddy do. So they. So he's being very clear. My parents do pay their taxes (laughs) and he respects that. And they wipe your ass for you. So your rants are insignificant and meaningless, just like you. Capital Y-O-U, exclamation point. I mean, I'll be honest, it's very funny. It's, it does hurt a little. It's a little scary. Well, it's scary that it's just some lunatic. Some do know this guy. Yeah.
0: No, no, don't know him from Adam. Also, no. barely know him from his brother, Rick Shapiro, who's a way more successful comedian. And that's not a dig, that's just a, that's, that's the fact of life. Yeah. Rick Shapiro was in like... I mean this is this is uh you know, getting into the showbiz weeds here, but Rick Shapiro was uh, he was in Horace and Pete. <laughs> <laughs> A sign you've made it. Yeah. God. Lots lot of, of big names in lots there. of my favorite comedians were in that. Yeah, there's some good ones. Conor O'Malley was in it. Zach, Zach Cherry, Cherry was in it was in it. Uh, Angela with, Bassett
1: uh, was in it, right? Angela Bassett. Wasn't she in Was it? Was she? Wait, no, is that who
0: I'm thinking of? Who's Jessica. The woman? Who's, no, Jessica, Jessica Lang?
1: Who's Angela Bassett? Angela
0: Bassett's another like actress of that Yo, generation. Yo, fuck Angela Bassett. <laughs> hey, watch it. And if you Angela, like Angela Bassett, Bassett, go fuck yourself. You're going to wake up tomorrow <laughs> to dear. text from your aunt being like, well, Angela Bassett, what did you do to Angela Bassett? <laughs> At least that's a name.
1: I gotta start attacking That's bigger so fish. Funny.
0: That's right. If you, if, yeah, if they're gonna reach out to you every time, you gotta just be like, you gotta start then like turning it into friendships. Yeah. You know,
1: I gotta be like Charles Barkley, can suck my dick, invite me on NBA <laughs> countdown. I dare you. I'll eviscerate you. And then you do,
0: and then you're like a huge star. <laughs> oh, oh my god, it's a dream. Uh, well, Tim, talk, we're speaking of uh, show business weeds yes. here I mean you and I I think it's fair to say I mean we're out here in New York we're away from the uh, the dream factory in LA but you know New York it has a small and growing show business operation show shoot here Astoria Kaufman is here yeah bull shoots here do you know the show bull no it's a legal drama and that's all I know about it does he have a big penis <laughs> the bull yeah
1: Probably. If you'd if you'd made me guess, I, I feel like the whole show is about this. Well man's the show penis.
0: bull is it sounds like a dude who's hung. The only reason I know it's a legal drama is because I see the ads for it on like on the sides of buses. Wow. And there's like a judge's gavel that like makes one of the letters that looks phallic. Well, I mean it's turned upside down, so it's like the shaft is shooting straight up there.
1: <laughs> one of the things I anyway. don't talk enough about is how phallic hammers are.
0: And, you know, Broad City shot here for a while. R.I.P. Broad City. R.I.P. Broad City. Uh, you had I mean, a good run before you got canceled. <laughs> I think they ended it.
1: Like six seasons. Then you get run. canceled like that? Well, it was five. It was five seasons. <laughs> five seasons and canceled. Embarrassing. I
0: mean, yeah, it's it's pretty.
1: Fuck Broad City. Fuck everyone who <laughs> likes Broad City. I dare you to have me in whatever your next movie is. I dare you. Bring it on. So... Be- Get that text like, why is Broad City mad at you? All
0: of Yeah, them. it's like the official show fan page is <laughs> commenting on your stuff. It's not even Abby and Alana. <laughs> I'm a fan. Abby and Alana, by the way, begging to do this show. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> Don't let them. Don't let them. They'll they just would talk
0: never. and talk. Yeah. They this were, is your show. That's right. I, they said, can we do the show? And I said, Yas queen. And they were like, really? And I was like, no. Anyway, so New York Productions. Yes. Okay. There is a big. There is a script that's been floating around circles. Uh, My reps. My reps passed it to me, and I know yours did the same because we've been talking about it. Um, You know, you've you've heard of Detective Pikachu, right? Yes, yes, I'm very excited about it. Ryan Reynolds is going to be hilarious. I'm, in I am, I am, I'm earnestly very excited about it. I
1: love Ryan Reynolds. I know you do. I know we haven't talked about it much on the show, but I love Ryan Reynolds. I, I would, I would do anything for.
0: I, him. I, I, I tell you what, I liked Deadpool too. Yep, like we've talked about that too, but you, not to just rehash. Uh, sure, not to just rehash stuff. Anyway, so there's a script there's, is that uh, Detective Pikachu. We know it's going to be a huge hit because Ryan Reynolds is. Cause, I mean, yeah, that's one of the big things that's got going it's for it. So Hollywood has ready to go just a stack of scripts to kind of flesh out this world where it's like, oh, if Pikachu's a detective, you know, then we can do this whole Marvel Universe kind of thing where there are Pokemon with jobs uh, doing mi- mi- missions, essentially. Right. And it's going to be just like that where it's like movies, TV shows, you know, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, kind of thing where, like, yeah. all these Pokemon have jobs. They have their own thing going on, but they also reference each other as yeah. well. And it'll all build towards software. Yeah. It's an end game, perhaps. Yeah. Some type of an end game. <laughs> yes. So uh we have both been past this script um for a medical drama. Yeah. Uh Called Psyduck MD. Yeah. And... We're really excited about it. It was written by it was written by um, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, who did the Lego Movie and yeah. a lot of other great uh, great things. I love the Lego Movie. Me too. Me too. Uh, they're just two guys I really trust. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really excited to have the script, and they've given us special permission to read this on the air. You and I. This is essentially our audition, basically, right? Because they like this, and people like this, and it goes well. Then we're in. We're in the show. Yeah. And this is like, you know, it's interesting what they've done with the material here, because it seems like it's just an episode of House MD with like Psyduck taking the role of House. Um, And like whole characters are missing. I think this is an early draft. And I gotta tell you,
1: you know what? When in Hollywood nowadays, there's too much thinking when it comes to scripts. Yes. I think you just gotta churn it out, take two things people like, smash them together, throw it out there. <laughs> yes. They it's- like house, they like Pokemon, who's the best Pokemon, Psyduck, who's the best house, MD. House. <laughs> smash those together. You got yourself a show. That's
0: right. So this is we're gonna do what we're gonna do now gonna is huge. we're gonna read we're going to read the pilot episode that okay. they've sent us. Um and again, there's a lot writing on this for us, so if uh if you guys like it, you know, please do let us know. Um so let's uh, are you ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready to go. So just like any good episode of House uh and I guess any good episode of Psyduck MD, there is a there's a cold open uh introducing the patient and then it gets into the then it gets into the show. Yeah. Okay, so let's do it. Are you ready? Let's go for it. I'm ready. I'm excited. I'm bringing my all. Okay. Psyduck, MD, written by Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. Pilot episode, season one, episode one, cold open. Exterior, park playground, day. A crowded public playground on the first warm Sunday of spring. Children play tag, slide down the slide, jump off the swings. Greg, a parent, sits on a bench. He sips a latte and watches his son Buster play. Rick, a fellow parent, approaches. Ah, finally a nice day where we can go to the park, eh, Greg? Sure is. Now if only I could get Buster to stop playing with those damn Beyblades. We pan over to Buster, nine. He's shooting Beyblades down a metal slide and they're whacking other children in the head. Kid won't even look at a soccer ball. It's
1: just a phase, Greg. Last year it was fidget spinners. This year it's Beyblades. They all come and they all go.
0: Yeah, well, you know what doesn't come and go? Soccer. They played in every goddamn country in the world. Have done for about 3,000 years. Rick takes a sip of his coffee and looks pensively at his friend, who continues. I'm just worried about him is all. He's a frail kid. A real skinny little bastard. I mean, a strong gust of wind would blow him right over. There's nothing to him. He gets sick a lot. As if on cue, we see Buster start coughing violently. <coughs> Buster! Buster! Greg runs over to his son and starts giving him the Heimlich maneuver. After a few monstrous bear hugs, Buster coughs up a Lego Harry Potter. Harry is covered in spit and bile. Buster, you can't put this stuff in your mouth, okay? We've talked about this.
1: Sorry, Dad, he just looked so tasty.
0: <sighs> go on now, go play. Buster runs off to go play. Greg looks back toward the bench and sees Rick lying on the ground, seizing violently. Rick? Rick! Rick! <laughs> Greg runs over and kneels next to his friend. Stay with me, Rick. Stay with me. He looks up. Somebody help! And we smash cut to... I know. Interior, Psyduck MD's office, morning. Chase and Foreman, two of Psyduck MD's interns, pour over a stack of medical case files. Foreman looks at his his watch. He's late. Ah, come on, Foreman, you know Psyduck MD. He runs on his own schedule. It's hard to imagine him doing any running at all. Well, with those headaches he gets. Ah, so what if he gets headaches? His methods are extreme, but he's still a brilliant doctor. Says you. You're damn right, says me. And, says the New England Journal of Medicine. Need I remind you they're giving him the Albert Lasker Award for that time he stopped a patient from bleeding out by using his disable attack? Okay,
1: sure. He does think way farther outside the box than any doctor I've ever worked with, but...
0: Okay, well what about that time he performed CPR by using Tail Whip on a patient's chest? Okay, fine. His dedication to his patients' lives is second to none. And what about the time he used water gun attack directly into an open wound to flush a patient's system full of harmful toxins? Fine. Two can play at this game, Chase. What about the time his headaches got so bad that he got hooked on rare candies? They take away his pain! As if on cue, Psyduck MD enters the office carrying a case file. Psyduck, Psyduck MD,
1: we were just uh, wondering how Dr. Cameron's vacation is going.
0: Psy- Psyduck MD tosses the case file on the table. Chase picks it up. A new case? 36-year-old male presenting with grand mal seizures, no family history of epilepsy. Foreman picks up his own copy of the file. Says here the
1: patient has received no recent injuries to the head and testing negative for encephalitis and meningitis, so no infection.
0: Tox screen was clear for drugs
1: and alcohol as well. Looks like this guy's a teetotaler. Maybe that's the problem. He's a new dad, might be trying to clean up his act. Could be a delayed symptom of withdrawal.
0: Those kids 8 years old, I would hardly call that a
1: new dad. Look, it's easier to hide drug and alcohol use from your kids when they're young. His daughter's eight. She's watching every move he makes now. Meaning what? Meaning he might just now be getting clean for her sake. And that's what caused the seizures.
0: There's nothing in the file that would suggest that. Sign line.
1: Oh, sure. Take his side.
0: Sign line.
1: Contact other hospitals, rehab centers, for a more complete patient
0: history and redo the tox screen? You got it, boss. Chase and Foreman exit the office. Cut to interior doctor's office morning continuous. Siduck MD checks in on his best friend, hell, his only friend, the hospital's head of oncology, Doctor Wilson Slowbro. Doc. Sign so Sign so Sign Interior patient's room, morning, continuous. Rick lays prostrate in the hospital bed, helpless. Chase and Foreman draw blood, take a urine sample, check his blood pressure, take a stool sample, check his ears, nose, and throat. Then they engage in the getting to know you talk that will very clearly spell out the episode's major themes.
1: So you're telling me I got one of those damn Pokemons for a doctor?
0: It's just Pokemon, sir, not Pokemons with an S. Pokemon is both singular and plural.
1: I don't mind if my daughter plays with them, but I do not want one of them as my doctor.
0: That might sound a little out of the ordinary, but Psyduck MD is one of the most brilliant diagnosticians in the country. Not to mention one of the
1: foremost Pokemon with a human job. Hell, he's right up there with Detective Pikachu. And
0: Snorlax, attorney at law. Principal Ryhorn; Nurse Geodude. Caterpie, registered nurse. Judge Jinx. Beedrill, financer. And Hitmonchan, the drone pilot.
1: Now, Mr. Rubin, what can you tell us about what happened in the park earlier? I know it's cliche, but it all happened so fast. One minute, I was watching my daughter Sally push Ruby Connors off the merry-go-round. And the next, I was waking up in an ambulance with an oxygen mask on. Is there anything you do remember, Mr. Rubin? Well, for one thing... Ruby Connors definitely
0: deserved it. (laughs) No, uh, Rick, uh, we mean anything you remember about your seizure.
1: Well, he was great in Black Hawk Down.
0: No, Rick, not Tom Sizemore. Your seizure. The medical episode you had in the park this morning. Rick turns away from the doctors for a moment, sinking into a place of deep concentration. The seizure...
1: The seizure itself is a bit of a blur, but I do have a vivid memory of seeing God. I know that sounds crazy, and I grew up Catholic all my life, and this wasn't like an imagery or iconery I've ever seen. That's a—that's what makes me think it was real. It was holy and completely foreign to me. But I knew in my heart that it was God.
0: As Rick speaks, Psyduck, MD, slips into the exam room.
1: He told me that, though God may seem dead in this post-Holocaust, post-9-11, post-Mewtwo-strikes-back world... Man can still find God in his fellow man through acts of kindness and service and community. There, and only there, can we find redemption and renewal. Ah!
0: Chase, Foreman, and Rick all turned towards Psyduck, M.D., standing in the doorway. Oh,
1: Psyduck, M.D. There you go again with your cynicism and misanthropy. I've never met you before, but I feel very comfortable saying you're a real miserable son of a bitch,
0: aren't you? Suddenly, Rick's eyes roll back in his head, and his heart rate monitor begins beeping (laughs) furiously. (laughs) He's in V-Fib! His lungs are filling up with fluid. Tachycardia!
1: His brain's not getting enough oxygen. We need to intubate. Uh, His kidneys are shutting down. His toes are turning black. My God, he's jizzing.
0: We've got to get him into an OR! (laughs) Smash cut two. Uh, Interior, hospital hallways, continuous. Rick's hospital bed bursts through two double doors as Psyduck, MD, runs the bed heroically toward the operating room.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Cut to interior, hospital waiting room, later fade in on Foreman sitting with Rick's wife, Michelle, a character we haven't met yet, but whom we need for this rest in the action of the ensuing poignant conversation. I'm at the end of my rope. I know you haven't met me before now, but God, I've been so worried this whole time, and, and now it's even worse. And he's got that bastard
1: Psyduck MD looking after him. Psyduck MD doesn't have the best bedside manner. that's true. You could say that again. How did he get this
0: way? What made him such a miserable bastard? He's like everyone else, Miss Reuben. He has some trauma in his past. We begin a flashback sequence in which we see Psyduck MD brutalized at the hand of Ash. Ash, Misty, and Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur, go lick Psyduck on the head! <laughs> You'll never lick Psyduck if you lick it! Good! Now use the tickle attack! We go back to the waiting room. We all have
1: scars, Michelle. But I promise you, your husband's in good hands. If there's anyone I trust to do this procedure, it's Psyduck, M.D.,
0: Michelle chokes back tears, barely controlling her wild but very reasonable emotions given the situation. Are you sure? It's hard for me to believe that a duck Pokemon who lives with constant headaches can be a brilliant surgeon.
1: When his headaches become severe, he can begin to use intense powers. I've seen it save patients' lives. (laughs)
0: Like when?
1: Foreman sighs, then begins his long and meaningful tale. When I was doing my residency... I was assigned to monitor a patient of Psydeck MDs. That son of a bitch rode me so hard. Never gave me the benefit of the doubt. And always had some snarky, sarcastic comeback to remind me who was the smarter one.
0: I know what that's like. I used to work for Frank the Pug.
1: Right. Anyway, one day, as I was checking in on the patient, he flatlines. Just like that. And then, wouldn't you know it? The power goes out in the hospital. Now, normally I would start CPR, but I had just broken both my hands while trying to do parkour with my friends. Sure. That's when I turn around and see Psyduck MD standing behind me, his eyes glowing some kind of weird blue color. And I watched as he used his mysterious psychic powers to restart the patient's heart and keep it beating with his mind until we got the power back on in the building.
0: (laughs) Wow. That's amazing.
1: He might be a bastard. And his methods may be extreme in hell. It's easy for even me to forget sometimes, but God damn it, if he isn't the best doctor in Kanto, Giotto, Hoenn, or any of the other regions, he's the best in the world.
0: Foreman and Michelle hear something over their shoulder. They turn to see Psyduck MD standing there. Psyduck Foreman smiles. Huh. <laughs> what does that mean?
1: It means your husband's gonna be just fine. Michelle starts weeping with joy.
0: Oh, can I see him? Go on in. He's asking for you.
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you.
0: Michelle runs past Psyduck MD, who remains standing there with Foreman. Another case solved, hey, boss? Psyduck. Hey,
1: how much of that did you hear?
0: Psyduck. Psyduck.
1: You old son of a bitch you oh.
0: Some bad hat, Harry. All
1: right. Wow. Wow. Great work. That was good. Great. (laughs) And the producers sent over the audio
0: files too, right? Yeah, that's – yeah, they're going to be using – I mean, I don't know if they're just going to, like, use the the house MD music. (laughs) It's like a sound collage of, like – like,
1: a lot of directors do this where they – when they're creating a movie, they they you know they make an album of like songs that you know they associate with the movie. Yeah, I've They'll heard They'll create that. like a visual palette of some kind with I've colors that, yeah. and and you know images and yeah. So it makes sense that they're already compiling this. I yeah. mean, it's a bummer I don't get to audition to be Psyduck. <laughs> that would be a dream. Of mine. I mean, you
0: can do it right now.
1: I can be the Vin Diesel of Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: Yeah, you can do it.
1: Psyduck? how was that? Be honest. Colby, like you can the, be honest with I, me and my side arc. I'd say it's an A minus. An A minus. Yeah, Colby, you can be. Colby, we're friends. <laughs> you can be brutally honest with me and my okay, side okay, eye okay. okay, here I go. All right. Here I'm going to try and get into character. I live at a lake. I uh, I eat berries and things sure. I find on the ground. Hurts. My head is constantly killing me, and I know that some there's no relief. And I'm never going to have relief, and I have to keep on living just because side duck. Oh.
0: I think it needs more like gravel. In the, I mean, listen, listen closely. Okay. Listen Play closely. It back. duck. duck. That's getting there. I could feel you Go kind deeper. of leave, lose steam there at the very end. Like in the once you got to the duck, I think it was, I think it was tough.
1: Okay, can I listen to it again? Mm-hmm.
0: Side duck. Sigh, duck. <laughs> so now you went too hard on the duck part. If you listen, here, listen again. Well, Psyduck. give me a line. How about you give excuse me a line? Excuse me? Listen again. How about you give me a line? L- listen again, please. Excuse, excuse me? Listen again, please. Excuse me? Sigh, duck. Sigh, duck. The emphasis is on the sigh and then duck. Sigh, duck. Sigh, duck. You're saying the emphasis and then you just say the two words
1: in the thing. The emphasis is first on the Psy. side, and duck. then it's also going to be on the part of the du- well, "side duck." You're saying "side duck."
0: "Side duck." Side is the operative syllable, right? "Side duck." "Sai," and then "duck."
1: Okay. I'm sorry.
0: I just got to get back. You to need to character. hear it again.
1: I feel like you know, like, uh, who's that guy who like does like a very famous method actor, and he just like really like he'll he'll like go and live as that character for a while, and he'll like go make shoes to be a cobbler or. Go like so sew, sew dresses to be a dress sewer or whatever it is. Phantom Thread? Brad Pitt. Phantom Thread. Sure. That's the guy. That's his name, Phantom Thread? Daniel Day Lewis. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I gotta do that. I'm gonna be in a I'm gonna be in water. I'm gonna be wearing like a wetsuit. I'm gonna be, you know, holding my breath and just living underneath there. Mm. And then I'll probably get caught and carried around by a hottie.
0: Mm. Like misty.
1: Side duck!
0: That was the best one so far. That was the best one. That was the best one so far. <sighs> okay. I'd like. Do you? You say you want a line? I was thinking like a line because I was reading about Vin Diesel
1: and his process. Uh-huh. And so every time Groot says "I am Groot," Vin Diesel has a line. Like there are mm. lines in the script, and Vin Diesel tries to convey the message behind the line uh-huh. in those three words. Like it's really people don't talk about it enough, but he's an incredible actor, obviously mm. from the Fast and Furious movies, but his the fact that he's able to provide so much heart to a uh you know an animated character uh-huh. just using three words is <clears throat> is i think oscar worthy i think so and he doesn't uh you know lip sync at all so uh, during his movie so i feel like that should be i mean get some he's best, already best working best actor.
0: harder than a, a, yeah. a rami malik yeah um so i would say for this one your line is yeah. um uh, misty uh you need to tell Ash how you feel about him. Okay. This feels good. <sighs> okay, here I come. Because Misty, you know, she's a strong-headed, she's a very right. willful character. It's very stubborn. And I, I always thought there get... was sexual
1: tension between them.
0: Well, it's yeah, there are times when it gets explicitly addressed, um, yeah. but always in a very roundabout kind of way. It's, yeah. it's more about, I think, if I could get into the heads of the writers for a second, I think it's mm-hmm. a, they're more interested in the you know, unfulfilled desire than they are in the the complications that arise once that desire is acted upon. Right,
1: which is a classic, like, writing problem, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, if you know two characters are going to get together, you delay that as much as possible. Right. And then once they're together, you've got to find new sources of conflict. So right. really, you know, it's that tension that kind of keeps it, that will they, won't mm-hmm. they, that really, you know, brings a lot to Pokemon, right. I think.
0: And, you know, Misty always mm. has the, what's, what's great about her character is that she always has yeah. the excuse of the bike, You know, anytime it's like, why? Why are you still hanging out with me, Misty? You know, if you're just going to give me a guff all the time, yeah, it's well, you need, you haven't given me back my bike that you 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 owe me a bike you destroyed. in the first episode of the show that we're in.
1: Which, if someone uh, destroyed my bike, I would probably, you know, three states into our cross country (laughs) journey, I would be like, you know what? Forget the bike. Well, there you go. Never going to repay me.
0: There you go. So clearly, there's something else going on. Clearly, there's some that something binds else going them on. together. Okay, and I'm and I'm going to provide so that saying, cathartic moment to her. Yes, I'm giving her that advice. Yes, getting my Dave Chappelle
1: scene where I come in and I just tell him, you know, I'm worried about you. I mm-hmm. love you.
0: Yeah. Okay. And Psyduck, for his part, I think really cares about Misty.
1: I think yeah. I mean, he's her Pokemon.
0: I think it's hard for him. So this is giving you some yeah. some context. I think it's hard for him to give her tough love in this case right give her kind of the straight talk yeah because she is such a uh, a willful you know she's she she's very argumentative right you know she's not if you know you're going to tell her something she doesn't want to hear it's it's you might not get the best reaction you definitely risk right. that knowing you know how she is
1: and I and I think and I could be you know let's just talk this out some more he is the man in her life at this point Ash and I, and I think the side side is the man in this In Misty's life, and I feel, <laughs> and I feel like part of this. I mean, a part of this has to be him giving her permission to, and I don't mean in like a like a derivative like women are objects no. kind of way. I mean in like a like in a father daughter way, where like I'm yeah, giving you my blessing. You ha- to, I was just to gonna go say you have become my the person you need to be. Yes. So we're channeling all of that into the line. Um, well, I think it's
0: also – you know, it's like at the mo- – did you see – did you see the movie Something's Gotta Give? Yes. So for those of you who don't know, this movie is essentially a love triangle between uh, – uh, or among, I guess I should say. It's Jack a, Nicholson. It's a square. Yeah, it is a square. Yeah. But as far as Dan- Diane Keaton is concerned, she yeah. has the affections of Keanu Reeves and Jack Nicholson. Right. And the movie ends with Keanu Reeves saying, well, you don't get to see him say this, which is a little bit of lazy screenwriting on, right. on uh Nancy Meyer's part, but Diane Keaton says that he said that he could tell that she still loved Jack Nicholson and that Jack Nicholson still loved her, and that it was that he that she should they should go off and be together. Mm. And I think this is kind of Psyduck's moment for that, which is yes, I love you, but I see the way you look at Ash and the way right. Ash looks at you. And it's something completely different. Right.
1: And a similar dynamic, too, because of, I would argue, the age gap between Keanu and, and uh, Diane. Mm-hmm. Right. It's so it's it's vast. I mean, it's like 30 years or mm-hmm. something like that. Right. So in the back of his mind, the whole time, he's got to know that they're in borrowed time. Yeah. Right. Either she's going to die way before he does. Or yeah. she's gonna need to, she's gonna need to be with someone her own age at a certain point. Like this is a temporary thing, yes. and I think Psyduck, in his heart has a lot of love for Misty, but I think he has to know he's still a Pokemon. Mm-hmm. She's a person. At the end of the day, she's gonna need a person, right. right? And
0: like he can be a doctor.
1: Yes, of course, but he can't love her. He can't the give way her that, that love she needs. And I'd be interested to, be to see loved. if they if they explore this in the show, yeah. right? Like obviously, there's gonna be some you know. Women fall for a guy who comes in there. He's he's dynamic. He's got little problems. They think they can fix him.
0: So I think, and I mean, this is kind of a pitch to Lord Miller. Also, mm-hmm. um, I think you remember at the end of the first season of House mm-hmm. when Stacy showed up. Stacy, his old girlfriend. Yeah, and there was kind of a multi-episode arc where they, where her new husband is sick, and House has to deal with that while treating him, but also yeah. having her back in his life. I think end of season one, Misty shows up in a similar fashion, causes some problems. Where strikes. Ash is sick. For Psyduck MD. Ash is sick. Yes. Oh God. Yes. Psyduck then has to treat Ash, the man he hates.
1: Which he does hate him.
0: I think so. I think he hates. Him. I don't think Psyduck has any respect for Ash's kind of youthful, optimistic, I'm gonna be the best kind of thing. And like and any classic build uh uh you know coming of age story. Uh, a Bildungsroman, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about the young man realizing the sort of limited scope of his life compared to the one he thought he was entitled to. Right. And I think as long as Ash continues on this quest to be the you know the greatest Pokemon trainer, despite his obvious flaws, flaws. Yeah. His uh, lack of ability as a Pokemon trainer. Well, also his lack of constitution. I yeah. think. I mean, every chance he gets, this guy's like, sure, po- go be free, Pokemon. And if you're going to be the best, you need to be hard. You need to be cold. And you need to kind of s- uh, give up that little bit of your humanity to like commit yourself to this profession. Not all of it. You know, that, that way lies madness. But what I think Ash is holding, holding on to these childish values that I don't think Scythic respects. And I so I think it's hard for him to admit, it's hard for him to say, this man who I don't respect can give the woman I love the love she needs that I can't. So that's all coming to bear on this on this line. And that's and that's kind of the tragic
1: story, I think, of Psyduck MD, right? Is that we're presented with a character who is stoic. He is cut off from the world. He is He uh, hides behind his intelligence. He hides behind there. Right, and and we would like to think, hey, if I was that intelligent, I would still be able to maintain all these other regular relationships I have, and I would still be able to find love, and I would still be able to interact with people. But but we don't have that burden of, of his extreme intelligence and his extreme ability and his extreme aptitude, and none of us really know how we'd be able to handle that. I mean – And the fact that we're pre- – we are being presented with a case of a man who has all the talent in the world and yet lacks a, a basic humanity almost.
0: And we're not even addressing – I mean, we're addressing his emotional – we're not even addressing his physical pain that he lives with day in and day out. I mean, these headaches, as far as – I mean, again, I'm not in his head. The headaches, I don't know how constant they are. We are told that they're constant. Yeah. That maybe they go in and out, you know, and occasionally when they get so severe, that's when he uses his extreme. That's when the – only – I think it's a beautiful symbol is that only when the pain gets so severe – is that's when his true power is unlocked. It's right. sort of like a, how much can you really feel it? And that is when self-knowledge is revealed to you. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's a slight digression from what we were talking about, which is the pain of Psyduck, uh-huh. both on an emotional and physical level, is it, 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 there's not a moment, a moment's rest that he gets in yeah. the day. The only thing he has to give him some release is his brilliance. I mean, you know, you know, I get
1: migraines. Mm-hmm. I have it's and it, they can be debilitating sure. where I just I'm just like I can't I'm queasy. My head hurt I just need to go lie down and yeah. just be alone. And not a lot of people believe it because I think a lot of people just don't even get headaches or they'll get like a little bit of like a. Coffee headache, yeah, or something but then like, they a like take a Tylenol
0: and it's and it goes away, right? But there are my gro- where you're just it's just the pain. It's fi- yeah, it's it's debilitating. Is yeah, still right. Yeah,
1: and I mean, I've I've experimented with opioids and and other methods of trying to get rid of it. And I'll tell you what, the haze of just being drugged out and and I went down a, I went down a dark road, uh-huh. and um, you were there for me. Other people in in my life were there for me then. And if, and if I hadn't had that, you know what I'm saying? If I hadn't had the loving base and your, and quite frankly, your friendship, which is why I'm so dedicated to this is because I was a, I was a mess. I was a mess. I was, I was, I was out, man. I was, I checked out of life. I was not. Yeah. Yeah. Things weren't going great for me, man, and you helped. You were there for me. My family was there for me. My friends were there for me. And and to imagine this guy being in even similar pain and not having that support system,
0: it's tragic. Well, this This is is this is a tragic. I mean, tragic is the word because you're seeing a man, a Pokemon, a man, a man, yeah, a being. Take. Take the woman who gives him that support that you're describing. Yeah, That is Psyduck at his most vulnerable, being I'm hurting. It's so hard to admit sometimes. I'm hurting. I'm losing. I need you. Mm-hmm. Misty gives him that support. Yes. Much like the support that you just described, and he is brave enough, really, to give it away. And again, this isn't saying... You know, she's never going to see him again. Right. Just because she's with Ash. But it is saying you're not going to be there as much. Yes. Ash is going to be number one and before Psyduck was number one.
1: And and I'm not saying he did the wrong – he's not making the wrong choice. No. it's But it's a it's big brave. choice. It's huge. It's a
0: big choice to
1: give this – this is one of his few support systems that's right this is one of the only people he has and i'll tell you what when you've got 10 friends it's easy to lose one but when you have two or three Mm -hmm. that one is much more significant that's exactly right it's just and i'll and i'll tell you what you know what to get it maybe get a little more uh, a a little more jovial with this topic is i gotta tell you what impressed me about the script Uh a lot of funny moments Thank you. A lot of funny moments. I'll in the pass script. that on to Lord Miller. A lot of funny moments because you have to walk the line, and I'll tell you again from personal experience: the dichotomy between the light and the dark. Yeah. The contrast between the two is where we really get you know those like I mean, jovial moments that bring us yes. out of that.
0: It's the it's the duality of man. Yes. Every and I, and I, when I say every, I mean fucking every artist. Yeah. No matter what medium they're working in. Seems fascinated by the duality of man, the two sides, the the light and the dark. Mm -hmm. And part of me wants to say, my God, please do something else. Please work in any other thematic field. Mm -hmm. The doppelganger thing, the light side, dark side, the good evil. My God, please do something new at this point. Do something a little more. What else is there? But that's the answer I keep coming back to. There's nothing which else is there are to make art about. Literally, only two sides of a, any person. There's the good side and the bad side, and it's right. just uh, anything more complex than that. I think is unrealistic, and um, it's just somebody showing off. And to get
1: personal again for a second, yeah, I, I'll yeah. tell you the hardest I've ever laughed. Uh-huh. The hardest, sure, I've ever laughed was also one of my darkest days. Okay. It was one of my darkest days, and I don't know if you, I don't know if you remember. You, you, I'm, I don't want to assume that you remember this because it was very significant to me, and I, maybe I, less so to you. I think I know what you're. But right. I I um, was passed out in a park, yeah. just after, you know, a crazy. I don't even know where I was. I must have been gone for days, and I yeah. was just drugged out on who knows what. And uh, you found me. You came to find me. Trevor came to find me. Marika came to find me. Mm-hmm and you both picked me up and you said we're going to get you home
0: yeah and, for and the we first didn't, time i it, mean if i could just say yeah. i mean this is hard for me to talk about too cuz i mean we don't usually get this right this yeah i'm sorry uh, <laughs> yeah, i'm getting a little no bit. it's okay it's okay I'm i mean sorry. me too me too but um when we said we're going to get you home we didn't just mean back to you know the house where you live oh, God. We, we meant like home like in a spiritual way, like you were, you're safe, you're safe with us. I felt it. I yeah. felt. I mean, I, I and I still I saw God at that moment. I, and I know things are different now. But I, but I, but um, as, as for, but you're all. I mean, that goes. That's still. You're still safe with us.
1: Thanks, man. And uh sorry. Get back to the fun part. Mm-hmm. You guys are carrying me. Yeah, out of the park. And I feel like finally things are turning around. Things are looking up. And then that Frisbee came out of nowhere, smacked Trevor right in the face. Do you remember that? Oh, my God. Just look I mean, at that, that, uh, that, that And that. he dropped like a sack. I mean, I don't think... It, I don't think he <laughs> hit, hit him. <laughs> he him was that heart. cold. I think it was like he was caught off. It, just, it was the perfect. And just to look down at... at yeah. I mean, we all we all laughed and, Oh,
0: that we did
1: and i and you know what was big uh-huh. and this sounds stupid this sounds so no no but then i then i got to help him up <laughs> after everything you guys had done to me that i got to and that's when i knew that i could to give back in a small way if you give if you if you know what if you want to get yeah if you want to get mhm start giving give a little because the power that comes from from giving is i mean that's what gets you out of bed in the morning man that's what did it for me that's that's my that's my drug of choice I, yeah
0: yeah yeah i mean and now i mean i don't i i you've said this i don't want to maybe take words out of your no. mouth but I knew you were, that you had changed, and that there was hope for you when I came to see you at the hospital. You remember this? Yeah. You know what I'm going to say? I I think I do. And I said, as a test, as a test, right? I said, hey, Tim, you want to get high? And right what, there in the hospital. What did I say? You said- no thanks, man, I get high on life.
1: No thanks,
0: man, I get high on life. And that's when I knew that you were going to be okay. Yeah. And let's just, if if you could, I mean, as an actor, yeah. if you could bring that experience to bear on on uh on your reading of this line for Psyduck. Which I, I say again, Misty, yeah. you should you should take yeah. you should uh tell Ash how you feel. Okay, okay ready? Ready
1: Psyduck
0: <laughs> Bye